Hello, my friend. If you're a pastor, this podcast is for you. Let's talk shepherdology. This is episode one of Shepherdology. My name is Dean Taylor, and I'm really looking forward to this time with you. Shepherdology is for pastors. I was a pastor for 25 years, and now I'm equipping a new generation of pastors, and I want to be a friend to pastors. I'm timing the upload of the podcast to be available Monday morning. I know that's a time when pastors are tired, drained from a full weekend of prep and preaching and being with people, and I hope these podcasts will give you some encouragement. I want to start out each of these with a truth for shepherds. Will you entrust your weekend of ministry to the Lord? What I mean by that is, as you look back over this past weekend, just try to consciously turn over the work that you did and the effects of it, the fruit and results of your ministry to the Lord. When I became the pastor of the church in South Carolina, where I served for 12 years, There was a man who had been the interim pastor there for about a year, and he became a mentor to me. And we were talking one day about how a pastor feels after a long and and draining Sunday of ministry. And he encouraged me with something very simple that I'd like to pass on to you. And that is, as you go into the Lord's Day and a Sunday of, of exhausting ministry, pray for God's help and ask for his strength. And I think probably you do that. But then as you reach the end of the day, or even the day after, turn around and give thanks and praise to God for what he did and for what he will continue to do. And along with that, to entrust your ministry to the Lord. I think there's a biblical example of this. Paul, when he spoke to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20, as verse 32 tells us, He said to them, I commend you to God and the word of his grace. And the word commend there means to commit or entrust. Paul entrusted those pastors and their ministry to God. I think he was doing that to encourage them and let them know that they could rely on the Lord and that he, as he left them, having uh, trained them and equipped them, was turning them over to God's care. But I think we can do the same thing even just for ourselves. We can commend or commit ourselves and our ministry to God. We can entrust our efforts to him. So will you do that today as you think back over the weekend of ministry, if you're listening to this on a Monday or whenever it is, as you think back to your ministry that you've just completed over the past day or few days, consciously entrust that to the Lord. Just take a minute and in prayer, in your own heart, and your personal communion with God, turn over those ministry burdens and those responsibilities and those cares and those problems and envision your people, the ones that you love and that you serve, and your ongoing work, and just commit that to God and entrust it to Him because He is the one who works in and through you to accomplish His will And you can't build the church. Jesus is doing that. God is the one who strengthens and empowers you. And so just entrust your ministry to him. 
Now, I'd like to talk with you today about a pastor's primary responsibilities. I know as a pastor, it's easy to function in reaction mode. And what I mean by that is you're always responding to people's needs or requests or uh, just what seems to need to be done on a given day. Uh, you look out over your week or even you look at a day and there are visits that you think about that you should probably make. Uh, there may be meetings coming up. And, of course, Sunday is always coming, and you naturally respond to the need of the day. You naturally get ready for the next thing. And I have found that it helps to think proactively. What are your primary responsibilities? What should you be doing? Not just reacting or responding, but, but how should you be proactively planning your week? What should your schedule include this week. And if you'll think about these responsibilities, it will help you to prioritize and to plan. It'll help you to respond to situations that arise, but also to stay on track with what you should be doing. And it'll also help you make decisions because pastors are often asked or invited to participate in various events and activities or to help with certain things. And knowing these primary responsibilities will help you to, to know what you should do and maybe should not do or don't need to give your time to. If you're new to a ministry, I think that uh, if you, you, know, you move into your office, you put your books on the shelf and sit down at your desk and kind of look around and think, well, here I am. What do I do now? Well, these primary responsibilities can help you know what to do. Or if you are in a ministry where you are an assistant pastor or an associate pastor, you can think about these and maybe think about your lead pastor and what he's supposed to be doing and then where you fit in that. How can you help him and assist him fulfill his primary responsibilities and how does that break down for you? As I have studied this and even looked back over my own ministry, I have arrived at three primary responsibilities that a pastor has. So I'm going to share them with you, and then we will just talk about one of them today. So what are the three primary responsibilities of a pastor? They are the ministry of the Word, spiritual care for your people, and leadership and oversight of the church. Now let me repeat them. The ministry of the Word, and that includes your public ministry as well as your personal ministry, so your ministry of the Word, your spiritual care for the people in your church, and the leadership and oversight of the church as an organization. I believe those are the three responsibilities that a pastor should be giving himself to, and prioritizing and planning and accomplishing in day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week ministry. Now, we're just going to talk about the first one today, and my plan is to talk about the other two in upcoming podcasts. And so we're going to spread this out a little bit. And so let's think about the ministry of the Word. Now, you know this. I don't have to tell you that the ministry of the Word is one of your main responsibilities. But I think it helps to hear somebody affirm that to you, remind you of it, and even call you back to that because the demands are many, and many times people's um, desires for you can pull at you, and you just have to come back to this 
this primary responsibility and know that this should be a big part of your life. This should take a lot of time in your schedule. You should be devoting a lot of energy to this. And don't feel bad about that. Don't feel like you're doing something wrong or you're letting people down if you do. Now, you always have to balance this with all the other responsibilities, and that's one of the great challenges. But we should always be prioritizing this, planning it in our schedule, and always coming back to this. Now, can I just remind you of what the Word of God says about your ministry of the Word? I think it starts with Jesus' commission to his disciples when he said, go and make disciples of all nations in Matthew 28, 28, 19, and 20. And he said, teaching them, teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you. So a teaching ministry was part of Jesus' plan for his disciples when he left this earth and when he uh, commissioned them to start evangelizing and discipling and starting churches. And that's what our ministry has grown out of, that initial ministry of those first disciples. So teaching people to know and to do the commandments of Christ, that's part of a pastor's ministry. In the book of Acts, where we find the uh, the birth of the New Testament church, the apostles were extremely busy with ministering the word, and then there were also needs of the people that were placing demands on them. And in Acts chapter 6 is when the apostles charged the members to select men who would help by meeting the practical and material needs of people in the church. And those apostles said, we want you to select those people so that we can give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And so they set the the priority for all ministers of all time by saying, this is our priority, prayer and the ministry of the word. And then, as I mentioned, in Acts chapter 20, where Paul entrusted those Ephesian elders to uh, God, and he said, I commend you to God and the word of his grace. And so God's word was to be a big part of their lives, and God's word was at work in them, And they were also supposed to be proclaiming the word of his grace, the message of grace. And so that was a big part of those Ephesian elders' responsibility that Paul charged them with. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 is where Paul mentions that Jesus Christ gave to the church pastors and teachers. I think those two terms go together, pastors and teachers. Pastors are teachers. We know from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, that one of the qualifications of a pastor is that he is able to teach. And so again, I'm just reminding you from Scripture that God's Word lays out the ministry of the Word as a primary responsibility of men in ministry. Paul charged Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the Word. In Titus chapter 1, verse 9, Uh, Paul gave a description of of a pastor, an elder, and he said, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine, by solid teaching, to exhort and to confront those who contradict. And so again, we find right from the very beginning that the ministry of the word was a big part of what a pastor was supposed to be doing. And this is part of your continual labor. A pastor labors day after day and week after week in the Word. 
I've come to call this the rhythm of life for a pastor. You get up on Monday, and guess what? Sunday's coming. And you know that, and that's on your mind. No matter whether you're taking a day off or you're in the office or whatever you're doing, you know that Sunday's coming, don't you? And there's always that sense of needing to be ready and to prepare for Sunday. And so whether it's Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is, you just start thinking and praying and studying, and everything builds towards Sunday. And Friday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, you're getting ready to preach the Word. It is your rhythm of life. And my friend, that's what it means to be a pastor. That's, that's, it's supposed to be that way. It is your continual labor. And we're supposed to be preparing diligently for it. Paul calls it the labor, the labor of the Word. He speaks of elders who labor in the Word. And so it's hard work, and it requires diligence and, and just concentration and, and hard study. And that is part of what our life is all about. You know, I think the ministry of the Word includes being very prayerful about that. I think that's part of entrusting our ministry to the Lord. Even before we preach, uh, we go to God for his help and the insight that the Holy Spirit gives and just the ability to understand the Word. And we ask God to direct us as to what we should be preaching to our people, what our flock needs. You know, I have found that actually going away three or four times a year for a two- or three-day personal prayer retreat is one of the best things that I did in in pastoral ministry. In fact, later on, I want to take a whole podcast and talk about that. But just getting away to really focus on on God's direction for your preaching ministry can be very beneficial. And then leading right up into uh, the day that you preach, the morning of preaching, I think it's good to get up as early as you need to, to spend extensive time praying for, praying through, praying over your message or your messages, and that's something that I've developed as a practice. In fact, um, the mentor that I mentioned a little while ago actually passed on to me a prayer list for preaching, and I'm going to uh, put that into a, a good, clean format and put that up on my website, which is deanhtaylor.com. I share this prayer list for preaching with my pastoral students in my homiletics class here at the college where I teach now, and some of them have started using it. I still use it. I have it on my iPad. So wherever I am, uh, when I get up early in the morning before preaching, I get that, I get my iPad with this prayer list, and I get down on my knees and just find a quiet corner, and I just go through this prayer list. And it's a very detailed, specific way to pray for our preaching ministry. So I'm going to, uh, to, to put that up on my website, deanhtaylor.com, and uh, if you just do a search for prayer list for preaching, you'll find that, and I hope that'll be helpful to you. So this labor in the ministry of the Word as, as a primary responsibility of a pastor's life, it includes prayer, it includes diligent preparation, uh, you know, making it a big part of our schedule. Uh, it includes being personal and practical in the way that we relate the word to our people. The verse where Paul says to Timothy, preach the word, uh, he also says in 2 Timothy 4.2, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. 
So as we preach the word, we're to patiently and lovingly challenge our people in very personal and practical ways to live by what God's word says. You know, it hit me one time that that my ministry of the word is one of the key instruments God uses in his sanctifying work in my people's lives. So so he is he is sanctifying these these people. He is growing them in the likeness of Christ. And my ministry of the word is instrumental in that. And boy, that puts a lot of responsibility on me. And yes, the Holy Spirit can and does make personal application to people's lives. But a pastor does that too, because we know our people and we want to encourage them to grow in specific ways. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that God's word is profitable. It's beneficial for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. So we should be shepherding our people with the Word. People need help knowing how to live by what God's Word says, and our application can help them with that. Now, as we talk about these primary responsibilities of a pastor, the ministry of the Word, spiritual care for the people, and leadership and oversight of the church, I'm talking about just the first one in this episode, and we'll talk about the other ones further on. But let me mention that as I talk about the ministry of the Word, it's not only your public ministry of preaching and teaching. That is is a big part of it. But we also have a personal ministry of the Word to people. And we do a lot just through casual conversations, through discipleship. I think evangelism, personal evangelism is included in this, sharing the gospel with unbelievers, whether that's just casually as it comes up or intentionally meeting with people going out of our way to share the gospel. It includes our counseling as a pastor. Uh, In that same chapter that I've referred to in Acts chapter 20, Paul talks about how he ministered to the people there in Ephesus in Acts 20 verse 20, publicly and from house to house. In Colossians 1, 28 and 29, Paul talks about how he preaches Christ warning every man and teaching every man that he may present every man mature in Christ Jesus. So for Paul, this was not just a public ministry. His ministry of the word was a personal ministry, and ours should follow that pattern as well. And so we not only preach and teach the word in the public settings, but we also share the word in our conversations through discipleship opportunities, uh, through evangelism, and also the counseling that we do as we address struggles and and people's problems and the conflicts they have, we minister the Word of God to them. So my pastor friend, I'm telling you that your ministry of the Word is so very valuable in the life of the church. And you may grow weary. And even right now, as you look back over a Sunday or a weekend of ministry, you think, was it really worth it? Is it really accomplishing anything? Am I doing any good? And I'm telling you, yes, it is worth all the hard work. It is worth the hours and hours of mental labor that you put into it. It is worth the time that you invest in praying over your message and over the Word of God and praying for your people. It is worth you overcoming whatever discomfort you may have or feelings of inadequacy that we all have of getting up in front of a group of people and talking and especially preaching the Word. It's worth all those things, and you are investing a big part of your life, hours and days and years of your life 
in preparing for and in preaching and teaching and sharing the Word of God. And it is worth all of it. Your work is valuable, and it is essential. The church cannot thrive without it. The church cannot grow without it. People cannot be sanctified and walk and serve God and glorify Him without that ministry of the Word. So just keep it up and and work hard. Uh, Don't feel bad about the time that you invest in it. You know, I, I think you need to educate your people about the importance of the ministry of the Word. They may not realize that you spending 15 hours or 20 hours a week studying and preparing and praying to minister the Word is, is necessary or is important. And so you might need to walk your people through some of those texts and, and through the principles and truths of how God uses the ministry of the Word in the life of the church and in their lives as well. And I do encourage you to plan it in your schedule. This goes back to being proactive and making it a priority. Um, Plan your schedule so that there's a block of time most, if not all, days for preparing for the ministry of the Word. When I did it, uh, it was Monday through Friday every single morning, and then um, Saturday evening, and then Sunday morning. And then again, we had a Sunday evening service, and so Sunday afternoon, an hour or two as well. Just all of it preparing for the ministry of the Word. And yours might not look exactly like that, but I do think you should put it into your schedule and guard that time. Of course, there will be interruptions and emergencies, and we have to give our immediate attention to those things, but then we just come right back and get back into the, into the groove, into the rhythm of preparing for the ministry of the Word. And just remember it's a process. You know, if we wait till Friday or Saturday, um, to, to start preparing a message, uh, it's going to be shallow, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be basic. Uh, people will know that, but you know, if, if you just chip away at it and accomplish a little bit each day, uh, rather than wait till the end of the week, it'll pay off. It gets you thinking over, over the long haul. It gets you, um, gets your mind working and, and it starts to generate ideas and thoughts and ways of expressing things. And we'll talk in another podcast about uh, workflow, uh, the workflow of preparing a message, and I'll share some thoughts and some of my own experience on that. But just remember, it's a process, and invest time each day in that process. And be prayerful while you're preparing, before you're preaching, after you preach, and just keep committing that to the Lord. So I hope that just talking about the primary responsibility of the ministry of the Word is helpful for you and encouraging to you. Um, and so we'll talk more about these other responsibilities in upcoming podcasts. Now, what I'd like to do as part of each of these podcasts is pray for you. Now, I know that might seem a little bit uh, weird. Here I am recording this at a different time, but I'm praying for you whenever you're listening to it. But hey, I think that works, don't you? <laughs> I, I'm genuinely praying for you in my heart right now. And so whoever you are that's listening to this, just know that that I am calling upon God for you and for your ministry. There's a little book that I have found helpful when it comes to praying for myself and for people in ministry. It's called Valley of Vision, and it's a collection of prayers by Puritans. And these are men who thought deeply and and wrote and preached profoundly. They were very godly men who walked with God. And some of these prayers have been 
uh, collated and uh, edited a little bit and recorded in this little book called The Valley of Vision, published by Banner of Truth Trust. And there's one that has especially encouraged my own heart, and I'm going to include these thoughts in my prayer for you. And this one is called A Minister's Confession. It's on page 340 of The Valley of Vision. And, and I'm praying this for you. Uh, Lord, we often do your work without your power. And our minds, our hearts, our tongues move without your help. And we seek approval from others. In fact, we, we preach and we pray and we try to stir up the spiritual affections of others and we want to get commendation. But really, we should be humble before you and not be filled with self-importance. But Lord, you show your power in our frailty. The more feeble we are, the more fit we are to be used, because you pitch a tent of grace in our weakness. So help us to rejoice in our infirmities and to give you praise. Help us to acknowledge our deficiencies even before others and not be discouraged by them. And Lord, remind us that we act by a power supernatural whereby we can attempt things above our strength. So Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends right now, these pastors that are listening to Shepherdology, that they would be encouraged to know that even though we are frail and even sometimes prideful, that you pitch a tent of grace in our frailty. As Paul said, your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So I pray for these men and ask that you would encourage them to know that their labor is not in vain, and even especially today as we've talked about the ministry of the Word, that they would know that their, their study, their prayer, their energy and effort in, in delivering messages from God's Word is done in your strength. So strengthen them for this, I pray. Bless them today. Give them a good week. Help them to rest in you, but also to labor for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for spending this time with me here on Shepherdology. If you would like to get in touch, I have an email address that I'll share. It's shepherdologypodcast at gmail.com, shepherdologypodcast at gmail.com. My website is deanhtaylor.com, and I'm on Twitter at deanhtaylor63. So the email is deanhtaylor.com, and I'm on Twitter at deanhtaylor63. Thank you, friend. Let's get together again soon. And we'll talk shepherdology. Mm-hmm.